Hello, readers. My name is Jason Jeffries, and this is a bookin brought to you by Explore Booksellers, Aspen, Colorado's trusted community bookstore. Wherever you are in the world, it is always good to explore. My guest today is Davy Davis. They are the author of X, which is published by our friends at Catapult. Davy, welcome to the program. Hi, Jason. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to have you here. And first, I want to give a shout out to my former colleague at uh, Quail Ridge Books, Matt Rydell, who read X and handed it off to me and said that this is a book that I absolutely had to read. So thank you for that, Matt. And um, also thank you, Davy, for doing this because um, my reading schedule was monopolized by this podcast. So if you hadn't agreed to do it, I wouldn't be able to read it. So Matt and I are both very happy about this. Davy, I'm hoping you can take a moment just before we dive into the questions to set this novel up for our listeners. Yeah, for sure. Um, the short elevator pitch is that it's about dyke drama. Um, the longer version would be it's the story of a lifestyle sadist named Lee um, mm-hmm. in New York City um, after a bad breakup uh, with their ex-girlfriend slash masochist, um, a, a woman named Petra. They become very depressed and as that's happening they encounter um, a mysterious person named x they have a transformative um sm experience with this person and then this person disappears so um against the backdrop of a increasingly um fascist american political landscape which i think all of us can kind of um relate to right now, especially today, um, they go in search of this person X and are trying to find her before she exports from the country. Um, and exporting is like this kind of a uh, new political program where, you know, uh, unwanted political dissidents um, of all kinds are being encouraged to leave the country. Uh, I just had kind of a talk with my friend, uh, another writer, Gretchen Felker Martin. She calls it, she referred to it as soft eugenics, which I thought was also a good way of putting it. Anyway, that's the that's the overview. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And listeners, um, we this episode will air in a few weeks, but we are recording this. Um on June 24th, um, as the Supreme Court did just overturn Roe versus Wade, which I think we all knew was coming, but hoped was not coming. Um, it's a very disappointing day for a lot of us. Um, David, do you, do you have any thoughts about this? I know it's really fresh and, and kind of a new thing in the news cycle for all of us. Totally. Yeah. Thank you for the context there. Um, I mean, you know, I think we share the same, you know, a disappointment's an understatement, right? I, I mean, it's it's another move um, and kind of uh, an avalanche of moves to eliminate bodily autonomy. And um, as an artist, uh, as a trans person, um, the relationship between uh, the loss of federal abortion rights and um, all of these other kind of infringements um, 
on bodies of all kinds that the connection right is like very obvious. So, um, but I think um, as an, a prison abolitionist and as um, uh, the author of a book that I would I would like to think is also abolitionist, <laughs> um, I think you know now more than ever um, is the time to bring that into like our consideration of. Uh, a politic that is pro-body autonomy, pro-abortion. Um, so yeah, that would be my statement. Absolutely. Thank you so much um, for that, Davey. Um, let's now step back into your book. Um, were you inspired at all by any uh, detective novels, um, hard-boiled detective novels, etc.? This is definitely sort of a detective story, though. You know, if I if I were to pick um, a detective book that it reminds me of, I would probably pick Horse for Gloria by William T. Volman. Um, but or, did you take inspiration from that genre? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I haven't read any Volman. Um, I feel like I should probably do that. Um, yeah. the, the noir, right, is I, I think really present in the book. And mm. my inspiration comes both from cinema and literature and like the intersections therein. Um, I'm a huge Joan Crawford fan and uh, Mildred Pierce was like this like transcendent experience for me. And I was like, I have to read the book. And um, that's uh, James Kane. And it's reading both of them together and kind of like pulling out the, the queer text and subtext um, in, in both of those was a huge inspiration for me. Um, but also uh, Laura, um, the Otto Preminger film, that was a big one. Um, I also, you know, I would, I, I talk about her all the time, but um, Sarah Schulman's uh, After Dolores was like a formative, it's like, um, again, it has, it's like a lesbian kind of like, uh, I wouldn't call it, I, I guess you could call it noir, but it's it's a, a, a dyke trying to track down another dyke, you know? <laughs> um, and that's very much in the, the vein that X is. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would recommend uh, Volman, the book I mentioned, Horse for Gloria, is short, but the much, much longer version of that story is called The Royal Family. It's about I don't know, probably 1500 pages longer, but um, also wow. in some of that hard-boiled detective novel. Anyway, uh, very good. Check it out. But Davey, some of our listeners may not be old enough to know what this is or what the context of its usage is, as far as many of us remember. But Davey, for these listeners, can you tell us what is waterboarding? Oh, um, well, waterboarding is, uh, so it, it, it's torture. Right. Um, but the reason why it kind of came into the American consciousness, you know, in the last 15 years, 10 to 15 years, um, was because the United States government was using it at Guantanamo Bay and I'm sure in other places that we don't know about and trying to insist that it did not qualify as torture. I think they called enhanced interrogation tactic, I think is the term. Mm -hmm. um, and it's when and it uh, when you lay a person down, put a towel over their face and pour water at an incline and then pour water over their face. And it is gives the sensation of being drowned. It's very scary, very um, 
painful and unpleasant. Um, and yeah, if you don't know about the American government's use of that, I recommend um, doing a little research. There's a lot there. Yeah, absolutely. And continuing along these lines, uh, you write in this novel, quote, Abu Ghraib must have been something for the right kind of American preteen, uh, end quote. Can you unpack this statement for us? For sure. Um, that comes from the opening scene of the book where Lee, um, our protagonist, is trying to find out more information about X and they're, you know, going through their community of other queer people. And of course, um, there are sex workers in that community and they find a person who's a worker and they exchange, they do kind of a work trade with her because she knows something, she may know something about X. So they're trying to get this information. So they tell her that they'll let her do whatever she wants to them in exchange for this information. And one of the things that she wants to do is a, a waterboarding um, SM scene or some people call it BDSM. Um, so the reason why I the reason why I wrote this scene or the kind of what the function of this character, this person who wants to waterboard Lee, um, she wants to do a waterboarding scene, but she wants she insists that it's apolitical or she insists that it's not in conversation with um, you know, waterboarding as America understands it or as the world understands it, which I think is um, kind of like an interesting tension that comes up a lot in SM as a subculture because in my opinion, none of these things that we're doing can be kind of extricated from their political context. And that doesn't mean that you, I don't think that you should do them or that you shouldn't want to do them. But I do think that to pretend that you could, let's say, waterboard somebody and not have that enter into this conversation around the meaning of torture or American imperialism or um, Islamophobia or racism, that to me is um, dishonest and irresponsible. Yeah, thank you, Davey. And I wanna ask you to elaborate on this a little bit, um, just because as you mentioned, when waterboarding comes up, it's part of you know this negotiation at the beginning of the novel. Um, and it is requested that the act not be political, but sexy and the reply is that this is impossible um and I'm, I'm hoping you can talk a little more Davey about why this is impossible but also um is sexiness always tied up with politics or just in this sort of instance uh, I mean I think it is because I think life is tied up in politics and life is political and our desires are informed and shaped by the politics of the world around us. It's easier to see, it's easier to see those connections when you're doing SM, right? Like because of the nature of SM, there is negotiation in a way that isn't normalized with vanilla sex or straight sex, um, even though you can do it in those contexts too, but a lot of people don't, don't even know that they can. Um, so if we are, like for example, looking at this scene in the book where we have two people who are consensually engaging in an activity like this together. Um, they are, it, it is sexy and it, it, or I, I should say that if you're doing something that is sexy, but you're not actually, I don't think that you're required to think about what that means and try to like get to the bottom of it. I'm, I'm 
kind of very resistant to the idea of getting to the bottom of any desire, especially a sexual one. Um, but I do think it is part of the conversation. Um, and uh, like I said, I think it's worth being honest about. Um, does that answer your question? It sure does. Absolutely. Thank you so much uh, for that, Davey. Listeners, we're going to take a break here for a word from our sponsors. And then I will be right back with Davy Davis. The Book and Podcast is sponsored by Libro FM Audiobooks. Libro FM lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your favorite local bookstore, Quail Ridge Books. You can pick from more than 100,000 audiobooks, including New York Times bestsellers and recommendations from booksellers around the country. With Libro.fm, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know the name. But you'll be part of a much different story, one that supports community. Listeners of Bookin can get a three-month audiobook membership for the price of one. Go to Libro.fm, that's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M, and enter Bookin, B-O-O-K-I-N, in the promo code space. With each listen, take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores. I'm back with Davey Davis, author of X, which is published by our friends at Catapult. Davey at one point in this novel, two characters are trudging through small talk, and you write that the small talk is about climate change, always about climate change. My question, Davey, is how does one have small talk about climate change? <laughs> um, I mean, we do it every day, right? It, it, being in my 30s, I can remember a time when it was talked about, but it wasn't something that was on people's minds on a day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute basis. Um, I'm really interested in, you know, in the endurance of um, geopolitical crisis and kind of like the slow boil or sometimes not so slow boil of, of these like big huge structural scale emergencies and how people keep living their life in the midst of that because we have to, um, no, as long as we're here. Yeah. So the question of like, how do you make small talk about climate change? It's like, well, how are we even going to the store and running our errands? And, you know, how are we building new relationships? How are we waterboarding each other for sexual pleasure while all of this is happening all around us? I don't know where we keep doing it, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Like, so the world is burning. Let's just run our errands now. Um, I totally get it. Well, thank you, David. Um, moving on, you write at one point of a character that nothing that she said was unbelievable but everything was a little hard to believe. I'm hoping you can tell us more about how someone can be unbelievable while saying nothing that is hard to believe. Like, is this an art, something that people have to practice or does the listener in this instance just not trust anyone? Um, you know, for context, Lee is talking about um, a masochist that they have gone on dates with and have played with. And 
you know, it doesn't take you, I don't think it would take the reader long in the book to recognize that Lee is a person who has a difficult time trusting people. Mm -hmm. um, but also this character, this, this masochist that they know is a very unreliable person. And Lee chalks that off, not only to her personality, um, but her kind of identity as a masochist. And I like that I wanted to kind of create this tension between them as lovers, between them as players, and, um, you know, sadists and masochists need each other to do what they want to do. And so what happens if there is not a baseline of, of trust between them? And how does that kind of play out in their relationship and in their play? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right on. Thank you so much, Davey. Um, you write that Lee sometimes cannot tell uh, if their body knows the difference between horny and angry. Uh, why not? How are these two things similar or confused for one another? Well, I mean, this is definitely a problem specific to Lee, but I think a lot of people experience this, you know, like on a physiological level, arousal, right? Whether that means being angry or afraid or turned on can feel really similar if you're thinking about, okay, my heart starts racing, my hands start shaking, my breath quickens. Um, if you're just talking about the ways in which your body, the, the things that are happening to your body, but you don't assign it the name of an emotion, they can all sound, they can, a lot of them can sound really similar. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that Lee is aware when they're doing SM um, with somebody else, um, that that's kind of what we're, what they're playing with, right? Like you're, you're taking a person, you're creating this artificial environment that is, let's say activating. Hmm. And that can mean that it's pleasant or unpleasant, horny or not and kind of allowing that interplay to happen um, and, and having fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Davey. Um, one descriptor in this novel that really caught my attention is that you describe something as being as dull as a butt plug. Um, how is something as dull as a butt plug? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hopefully you're not using sharp butt plugs. I mean, well, you know, to each their own, but I think that that's probably really unsafe. Um, incidentally though, I think that that line was one of the ones that caught my editor, Alicia, um, that caught her attention. Uh, I remember her saying that to me in the, the email, our first kind of email exchanges. So I, it seems like it catches people's eye. I'm glad it does. <laughs> it worked out for me now I have a book. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I wasn't even thinking about dull, like the opposite of sharp. I was thinking about dull, like boring um, when I when I read that. But um, thank you for that explanation, Davey. Finally, there's a moment later in this novel uh, where Lee is thinking about reconnecting with someone and imagines um, that, you know, they will kind of re-spark a relationship and fall back into old habits. My question, Davey, is is it ever possible in your opinion to reconnect with someone like this and not fall back into old habits and routines? Like, can a person ever reconnect with someone and start afresh? I think that question, the, 
the question you're actually asking, right? It's like, can anyone change? <laughs> um, which I think, I think you can. Um, it can be hard to do with somebody who maybe brings out somebody that you have a, an unhealthy dynamic with who brings out unhealthy impulses and compulsions within you. But um, I'm a big believer in personal responsibility. So you can't control how you feel, but you can control how you behave, right? So I do think that kind of change is possible. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Davey. And thank you for writing this wonderfully fascinating novel. Listeners, I've been speaking with Davey Davis, author of X, which is published by our friends at Catapult. Davey, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much. Once again, I would like to thank Davey Davis for joining me. Copies of X can be ordered from www.explorebooksellers.com. I would also like to thank our sponsors, Quail Ridge Books and Libro FM Audiobooks. Please navigate over to Libro.fm and enter the promo code BOOKIN, that's B-O-O-K-I-N, to get one free audiobook and support your favorite local independent bookstore in the process. Jason Jeffries, and this has been Booking.